0: Wake oh up! wake up! Wake up, Mr. West! Wake up, Mr. West! Mr. West! Mr. West!
1: Mr. West! Hey everybody, how y'all doing today? uh This is. Hermit Ray Thomas Jr. And Hobson Randall McCain III. Yes, sir. And we are the co-hosts of the best podcast in the world. The one and only. Walking Restless. Uh, this is our eighth episode. Believe it or not. Eighth, eight weeks strong, bro. We, we almost are, had double digits. Bro, what? We're so we actually killing the game. Actually, episode 10 is supposed to be yeah, a, that's curveball a curveball, curveball episode.
2: episode. We're supposed to
1: do something fun. It's we got to figure out.
2: Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I think we got a little a little a little outline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all will get some more information on that in the coming
1: week, week and a half. Yeah, week and a half. Is two weeks. Yeah, no, nah, I guess it's coming up. Whoa! This is uh this is crazy. Uh, how you doing, man?
2: I'm chilling. Um
1: quarantine chilling. Treating you Quar- well? yeah, quarantine week. You don't want to get out of the house? I uh, no, I do, but it's I'm not. I don't know if you know this, but Georgia is open again. You can go wherever you want. Do you want to go to the Varsity? No. The no. restaurant, the Varsity. I know. I don't want to go there. A lot of people. I don't go like the their Varsity. food, but you know why? Because their food is trash. <laughs> yeah, their food is actually <laughs> not good at all. Let me be very clear. Uh, so this past Saturday, there were a ton of people at the Varsity, like packed. Yeah. Um, and uh, that wasn't the people that live here.
2: Huh? That was that wasn't the people that live in, in Atlanta. They have to. Nah.
1: Where did they come from? Outdoors. Nobody's traveling.
2: Right, they probably came from. Uh, suburbs uh, outside bro, of Atlanta, somewhere that don't know what the it varsity was
1: tastes super like. Super packed. That shit's nasty. And, um, I don't understand. If you've been there I just was just, I, man. I was thoroughly confused because I know that that place is disgusting. It's like, not I'm even sure like it, it's
2: it's not clean on the inside. Like they don't got no good sauces. Yeah, like, but it's
1: a treasure. It's a
2: treasure. You know where
1: else people were on Saturday?
2: On the mall. Yeah, the mall.
1: Yeah, uh, it was that's place. one thing that I did it, You know. I did expect that the mall yeah. was
2: gonna be popping.
1: They uh, were at the mall, but do want to take a second. Jackie Salo of the New York Post had the nerve to write an article about the black people that were at the mall breaking the stay-at-home order, quote unquote, uh, in the midst of this quarantine, um, and did not even think to mention any any of the white people that were at the varsity getting that nasty ass food. But that's whatever. Yeah.
2: I'm a I'm a digress. We'll get into our feelings with, yeah. with that in, the, in a little second. Yes, sir. Um, Let's get started. Yeah,
1: you want to go ahead and hop into it? Yes, sir. Um, with the, We're doing top five today. Top five this week. So gonna, we're going to change up a little bit. I didn't mean to interrupt. You. No, nah, you go ahead. We're going to change ahead. up a little bit. Uh, we're gonna we're still going to be doing questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes we'll switch the flow and just do a top five. Uh, and Those are always week, fun. Yeah, top five. Can't go wrong fun. with top five. I mean, yeah. I mean, you... I think you're about to, Uh, but what what we're going to do is uh, today talk about our top five sitcoms for the culture, black sitcoms of all time. Yes. How's this going to start? What you got for me, bro?
2: All right. No particular order. I've got The Fresh Prince of Mm Bel-Air. I've got The Bernie Mac Show. Mm -hmm. I've got Everybody Hates Chris. Mm -hmm. I've got Martin, and I've got Family Matters, (laughs) The Goat. (laughs) did i do that <laughs> yes i don't. did yes i bro, did the wild part you don't believe family matters I do. is the top five bro it is black sitcom of all time it, it meant a lot to me growing up it did not it did are you gonna tell not. me it didn't you it was me it. bro it was me it did bro, mean a lot bro. to me kerm
1: you can't bro. tell me it didn't mean a lot to me what was steve's girlfriend's name laura no what was his girlfriend's name um myra myra yes, yes you're correct what happened to steve in the last episode of family matters I can't remember. No, because it didn't matter to you. I remember when he
2: turned into Bruce Lee and started whooping niggas' ass, though. No, that shit was hilarious.
1: You're ridiculous. In the last episode of Family Matters, Steve So it uh, obviously Urkel mattered to you because you remember. Becomes, because it just didn't make sense. Steve Urkel becomes an astronaut. He like goes to the uh, or planet or something. I just, it was, He's a science guy. He's a science
2: guy. He does science. What else would he do? What, you want him to become a farmer? He's a scientist. He went to space. That makes sense. Stop hating, Kern. No, it was a bootleg Cosby show. Yeah, it wanted out to be the Cosby mind. show, way too bad.
1: It just—it decided. You know, where, it, it decided to you be know the, the difference. Cosby you show know the difference. Money.
2: You know the difference. Where's Bill Cosby right now? That's not.
1: That's that. that. <laughs> oh God, yeah, let me chill. Let me
2: where chill. is? That don't have
1: anything to do with what I just. said. Oh saying. okay. But I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, my top five. Uh, I think it. I think it's pretty. Much. Uh, you had. I have fresh Martin, Prince. Martin Fresh Prince. Bernie Mac and Kids? No, you had Bernie Mac. I had
2: Bernie Mac. Everybody hates Chris.
1: Yeah. I think My Wife and Kids, for me. Martin Fresh Prince, My Wife and Kids, The Cosby Show. Uh, And then that last spot is tough. We just had so many great shows. Family. (laughs) Family Matters is not one of them. No? No,
2: man. It wasn't good. It was. It was. It was a fantastic show. Um, possibly Bernie Mac
1: uh yeah possibly Bernie Mac but like to uh, be fair the Wayans Brothers was a pretty good show Jamie Foxx show was a pretty good show I don't know I'm gonna have to leave five open for interpretation yeah I mean that's fair
2: y'all you know y'all can always fill in five if you want Um, Yeah. Or, or, I, or just send us a whole list. Yeah, right, when we post work.
1: them, y'all let us know what y'all are, what y'all are feeling. You know, I might you know. have, I, I should have something plugged in by then. Uh, but
2: we'll let you know. So that's our top five, top five, top five. Drake said that.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now, let's move into our fed up award. Hey,
2: Gina. Now I'm mad.
1: So you Gina. must really
3: be mad, mad. And for what? Why you mad, mad for?
4: You mad for? I'm not
1: angry. I'm mad. Wow. And I have some news. I just want to start this off by saying thank you to <laughs> everybody who's fought so hard to make sure that this comeback was possible. I didn't know it was gonna happen. Hobson won two in a row. And I was nervous because the way we do this it's it's a it's a seven-game series, which means it's, it's it's first of four, right? Best out of seven games. And Hobson won two. I won one. Hobson won another one. And I don't know if you guys know about LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) LeBron James was one time in a position where he had to come back from 3-1. He made history that night. And I would like to make history in the same way. Uh, So my.
2: (laughs) Your name ain't LeBron James.
1: (laughs) My will Be Restless uh, nominee uh, for this week is actually I'm just going to recycle Hobbs for last week. He wasn't good enough to win last week, but he Mm. will be this week. Okay. Uh, Don Lemon. I don't know if you guys peeped this, but Don Lemon actually had a moment last night where I think he solidified himself as um, a forever cookout attendee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I wasn't watching the whole broadcast, but for whatever reason, um, Don Lemon just kind of went into this space where he wanted to understand why Donald Trump did not, well, was so obsessed with Barack Obama. Uh, and the questions he asked were phenomenal. Uh, I'm sure almost every person who likes Barack Obama or loves Barack Obama uh, was sitting at home. Uh, I, I know I was snapping. Yeah. I was clapping. I was throwing my fist in the air. I was like, get him, Don. Let him know. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's leadership. That's compassion. It's too bad that President Trump can't show either. By the way, what is it about President Obama that really gets under your skin? Is it because he's smarter than you, better educated, made it on his own, didn't need daddy's help? Wife is more accomplished, better looking. I don't know what is it. What is it about him that he's a black man that's accomplished, became president? That he punked you on the whole birth certificate thing. What is it about him? Just wondering. Uh, <laughs>
1: it was it was so perfect, uh, and I think that that's definitely gonna. That's uh, gonna secure the dub Yeah, for yeah. You. Let, let me bring the trophy home
2: this week. Yeah, I mean that's that's a valiant effort, I, I may say. Um, I, I will commend you on that for coming out and trying so hard. Um, but alas, it will not be enough because Chicago Mayor Lightfoot, um, she came out this week and she gave a press conference addressing the people who are, uh, breaking the stay at home orders and stuff like that. And especially with this week of protests and, um, you know, how Americans in general have just responded to, uh, quarantining and, um, shutting down of the economy and public spaces. Um, she basically just said, yo, this is a law. Like if you guys are breaking the law, we're going to start to treat you like criminals. Don't go outside. It's a matter of life and death. I
4: direct the superintendent Brown to order all police district to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail, period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Don't make us treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. So that means if you host a party, if you promote a party, if you go to a party, we're not playing games. We mean business. And we are going to shut this down one way or the other. The time for educating people into compliance is over. Don't be stupid. Don't come out. Don't advertise on social media. We're watching you and we are going to take decisive action.
2: Um, So she just really, you know, drove home that urgency um, that I think a lot of people are obviously missing um, in today's America, um, especially surrounding coronavirus and staying inside and, um, you know, protecting everybody that we can. So. Um, you know Y'all vote for Mayor Lightfoot uh, She's the GOAT She's the auntie She been at the cookout Don Lemon just got here So um, You know Bring bring it home I already, I already know that y'all are going to
1: Ain't nobody here for you Otis <laughs> oh,
2: oh I'm Otis okay. Uh, okay Okay Bet Bet That was mean I didn't, I didn't like that Let's
1: get into these topics
2: Uh I don't know how to start this one bro. people have been wilding out y'all been acting crazy y'all been acting acting they up the side been of y'all neck
1: out here i mean this kind of goes off of what we were just talking about with this past saturday here uh but these protests have gotten kind of insane just do i characterize it as white people live different Maybe yeah, they have the ability to they live different though like like this So, Friday, Friday, the protesters in Michigan stormed the state capitol. With mass guns. With guns. uh, There was a sign that had the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, like portrayed as Hitler. Yeah. And um, a swastika on
2: it. Did you see the the, the sign that had um, the... The motto outside of Auschwitz. Yeah, There was a sign that had that, had that on there mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just like, really, guys? Um, Come on
1: now. It, it, it's translated like, work sets you free. And it used to be outside of all of the concentration camps uh, in Germany. And someone was carrying a sign. And, and like had a, they had a face mask on that had a, the American flag on it. Uh, and it just... It, it 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 got progressively it's hard to say it got worse than that uh well well so to to be clear to finish my point they voted so uh, Michigan lawmakers were voting on whether to not extend the stay at home order they were voting on whether to extend the state of emergency yeah um and so uh some of them wore bulletproof vest i don't know how the michigan like State houses set up, but apparently the people with guns were in like the, the balcony, gallery, yeah. looking down on folks who uh, who were lo- lo- looking the elected down officials, on the law- lawmakers who were voting. Um, which what? Uh, like I said, some of them had had uh, you know uh, bulletproof vest on, and. I just, I don't know. I don't know. For, I, there's there's I just don't not know. much.
2: There's just not much you can. I mean, there there's no logical explanation. I mean, because you 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 look at like, I, I think where the conversation is going to end up going. You know, we're going to look at how black people. You know how how black people have interacted with the government in the past. Um, for example, the Black Panther Party stormed the the capital of. Uh, the America, the capital of America. In Washington, D.C., they stormed um, what, what's the building? I can't remember the name. The it's Capitol Building? It's, it's, yeah, the Capitol Building. That's a great name for a building in the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they stormed the Capitol Building, got labeled as a domestic terrorist group, and, you know, essentially disbanded uh, across the country. Um, the uh, These folks stormed the Michigan uh, Capitol Building with weapons sitting in the gallery like Congressmen are sitting down there casting their votes with guns damn near aimed at their heads. Um and, and, and our president says these are these are some nice people yeah. um that are you know, they just want to go back to work. He said that. But
1: but here's my thing, here's my question, I guess, too. What is the so moving away from trying to understand the because I don't think I don't think either one yeah. of us is equip, equipped to do that. What what do you think like you know bear with me but what do you think cops are thinking what do you, what do you think that like a police officer who is in the midst, in a in a moment where a a angry white male um accompanied by angry white females uh with a weapon is yelling at him or her uh and moving or like trying to make their way into what uh, do I
2: think that the cop I, is thinking? Yeah, I because, mean,
1: because but here, here's the reason I'm asking you that question. I'm yeah. not asking you to, like, sympathize or, or like, show any empathy toward the, toward a police officer. But my, I guess the conversation I'm trying to start is one about, like, what it means to be fearful or threatened to police officers in like, America. Yeah, like I, I understand. Like, like they're, yeah. Uh, because so much of how we were living life at one point was hearing about, not even, that and I don't want to say at one point as if this is, like, A long time ago Mm -hmm. uh, life at one point a year or two ago uh which was hearing so much about how cops were um acting proactively to ensure their own safety in situations where they were not sure of the outcome yeah like uh when 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 black people were being murdered by police officers i mean there was so much talk of of like everyday people don't understand the struggle Right, like anything can happen in a blink of an eye. They, I remember there were news stories of like them taking people off the street to try simulators, yeah, um, and, and seeing like whether or not you would pull the gun on somebody. Uh, who one of the simulators was, uh, you're just doing a random check of somebody's car. They say, okay, it's in the trunk. They go to their trunk. They pull out a gun and they shoot you. Right. It changes every time you do the simulator. Mm. Right. So one of this is an old video that I saw, but so essentially the video was this person it was a black man but uh this person getting getting shot the first time it was in the simulator because they weren't expecting it and then every other time it was a different scenario so Mm -hmm. maybe the guy might grab a gun maybe he wouldn't but he was proactively shooting right Mm -hmm. And and it was like proving the point that you don't know what is going to happen SO YOU you ACT
3: PROACTIVELY. Mm. SO WHEN YOU PRESS THE TRIGGER, IT'S GOING TO RECOIL LIKE A REAL GUN. TO SEE WHAT OFFICERS GO THROUGH EVERY DAY, BROWN PUT ME THROUGH TWO SIMULATIONS. LET ME SEE YOUR ID. THE FIRST INTERVIEWING A MAN WHO LOOKS LIKE SOMEONE WHO'S WANTED FOR QUESTIONING. HIS uh, UNEASY uh, uh, NATURE ENOUGH TO MAKE ME WANT want TO DRAW MY WEAPON.
1: EVERY TIME A POLICE OFFICER MAKES CONTACT WITH SOMEBODY, THEY DON'T KNOW THAT
2: PERSON, OKAY? So, everything they do is try to err on the side of safety.
3: Now, I'm responding to a warehouse break in. In the dark, I encounter a man after hearing someone call for help. Show me both of your hands. I fire after the man suddenly pulls out what I think is a gun. Turns out it was only a staple gun.
2: That's just a small example of a compressed time frame, adverse lighting condition where you had to make that split second decision. I
3: work here. Now, look at the same simulation, only this time the man does have a gun. How would you react?
1: No room for lack of vigilance, and certainly these guys display it on a daily basis.
3: Some really tough decisions, and Todd Brown said even though things seem to have been going along quickly in those simulators out in the real world, he says things happen even faster.
1: Mm. Um, there is not anything happening, and these police officers do not look scared. They are very content with people yelling at them, people pushing them, uh, people with with like automatic weapons. Yeah. Right? Standing in front of them and holding them. Uh and so I guess I'm just at like I'm asking you yeah, so, to
2: So I'll tell you the way the way I, I look about. at it. Um So I I'll, I'll give you a little a uh, scenario. There, there there's two dudes. like these two different two different situations or whatever, but in one of the situations um This guy, you steal his piece of candy or whatever. And he comes at you and he's ready to fight. And he's talking to you and he's real upset. And he's like, yo, you stole my piece of candy. I hate you. You're like, okay. Dealing with that situation. Think about how you, you know, confront that situation. In another situation, you stole somebody's car. Or you, you know, blew up their house or something while they were away. Something just a lot more drastic. And they're coming at you with the intent to fight you would take that threat a lot more seriously right because they're more upset um, and th- and this is and this is this is not to justify it but this is this is where I, what i think they're thinking i think that they don't think that the white people have any legitimate means to be upset
1: uh, um, no, that is a, i'm saying that's a very interesting point yeah I, I don't. so you're saying you're saying that you're saying that white people or white police officers specifically know that they do bad things to black people. Yes. As in like the history of this. Yes. country, Right. Racism fuels anger. Therefore, I have to be proactive because you have a reason to be mad. at Yes. Me. And, I, and, I, and I think that
4: they
2: expect because if excuse me, if you think about, you know. In any white country in history, mm. when the lower class gets oppressed, they get real upset and they start killing people. And, you know, like, they they have a violent revolt. So Mm -hmm. that's, like, what they're used to when when there is some form of oppressor. So if you are the oppressor, what do you think, like, the people that you're oppressing, how do you think they're going to retaliate in the way that you're going to do it? So as a police officer, you're sitting here, you know that there's been 150... Like, the whole police institution is built off the idea of catching runaway slaves, right? Um, So this system was literally built and... Um, designed around suppressing a specific group, um, violently killing them—you know, by any means necessary—and you, you know, pull up, even you know, pull up, pull up a guy because he ran a stop sign or whatever. Um, it's a black neighborhood. You're a white guy. I, I could see like you being like, okay, like I guess I, I, we we probably have fucked these people up Maybe. enough, and they they're probably tired of it. Um, does that justify anything no because generally black people don't like you very rarely see a black person like uh you know running out a group of police officers trying to hit them or so like you, you you see like naked white people with knives mm-hmm. running at groups of police you never see black people doing stupid shit like that yeah you see black people running away from police officers yeah you see black people but you know you see black people resisting being knee you know having a full grown person kneeing them on the top of the head while they're on the ground, right like you see that kind of resistance, but you don't ever see um, you know that kind of response to an arrest situation unless it's like you know a shootout or like a you know like a gun conflict where it's like this is obvious that's that situation yeah. right um, so I don't think they have a grounds for believing that. But as somebody who has historically um, oppressed folks, like I, th- I think that white people understand, like they know history, mm-hmm. they know what they've done. Like they, imperialism, like the, you can talk about Christianity and like yeah. what they've done to them. Like literally history is the, about the domination of white men around, like white
1: men just going around the world dominating sh- yeah. shit. So I mean, this is what the the interesting thing about this to me. Um, well, to be clear, I think that's a fantastic point. I've actually never thought about it that way. But the interesting thing about this, to me, is that we call white people colonizers as, a, as like, and now it's playfully funny yeah. to us, right? It, it holds, like, a real serious meaning because that's what they are. Uh, at this point, it, it's playfully funny. But this is literally what white people do, right? They – and I think that might be, like, the essence of this whole Trump movement. White people co-opt everything, Right. They need to be the center of attention within the midst of everything. So there is this, there is this sense that they couldn't even let black people have a moment of recognizing oppression without yeah. trying to insert themselves into a "we are also oppressed" narrative. One hundred percent. And so to watch this unfold is just. It don't get me wrong. It's not funny in a way that that is not. Simultaneously heartbreaking, uh, because to compare incidents uh, in Ferguson, right, to compare incidents in L.A., uh, to compare incidents in Baltimore to this, um, I mean, it's it's almost unreal. Yeah. Right? Uh, do you mean we we were, I mean, Ferguson is is four years ago, four or five years yeah. ago, yeah. And you're and you're seeing tanks come in to detain, you know throngs of black people because they are just being too violent right uh, and at this point these videos aren't of people sitting down wanting a chance to like yeah. come outside the house right these videos aren't of people uh, arguing uh, you know from a distance these, these videos right are of people right T- yeah. Like
2: making contact with police
1: officers and I, like yelling like in their face like for what though like because that, they can't get I'm their saying. hair like, done like if, if 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 you really really dissect uh, this I mean to the to the tenth degree right and and dissect and compare right we were legitimately protesting losses of life to I'm I'm when I say no to children right like. Mike Brown was a child. Yeah, you know what I mean. To me, race. Um, to me, was, was a 12. child, right? Freddie Gray was not a child, but that's a young man. Yeah, right? like um, th- these things. Um, Oscar Grant. These things were like literally things that like were happening in our communities and were affecting us in ways that were real, hmm. right? And it just feels like I'm not understanding because it's a mixture of a, diff- a bunch of different ideas that don't fit together. And it's like they don't want to accept that they don't fit together. Yeah. Right? right? You are not an oppressed individual. Right? The government is not trying to take advantage of you. It does make more sense at this moment for if the government is asking you to stay home, for you to make a request that they financially support you during the time that they are requiring you to stay home. Yeah. Right? That makes more sense than you going outside and and doing what you are doing, which is yelling at police officers who have no control. Who do, yeah, of who the don't make the, who
2: don't make the decisions, or like,
1: carrying guns for no reason, like no reason, like you know. What I, mean? I, yeah. I just and and, that's, I, I don't, I don't, and
2: I feel and I feel like a, a lot of especially um, Republican conservatives are that that is the party of the Confederates and like glorifying that kind of like mindset. Um, so I do think that every time anything doesn't go their way, they automatically assume that once they go to protest like this, this might be the next civil war. Like, you know, this is my uh, this is why I bear my, my right to bear arms. Like, this is the reason that I carry my guns. Like, one, we could talk about how stupid that idea is. You know, you taking on the government in terms of like what you guys are going to have a militia that battles nuclear weapons with your little rifles from the store like that's stupid in itself um but then you talk about like the the effectiveness of like what does it do like what what is the purpose you know like how does that get your point across having having a a mask on and guns and yelling in people's faces and like even people who recognize that covid is like a real thing there's people at the protest who like yes covid is real but we still want to work and y'all are still you know out here coughing spitting and all this stuff and 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 the funny thing is is that this is nothing new like seeing like the difference between how um you know the government responds because uh even in like those are built in 1984 the readiness exercise of 1984 the whole government did like a whole um program a simulation they had Officers go through a simulation on how to detain mass groups of Americans um, in the event that there was like civil unrest or something like that. This is following the civil rights civil rights movement. This is following the war on drugs, um, and Black people are protesting a lot at this time. Mm-hmm. So you know, when Black people protest, there is a large mass effort from the government to one control and 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 um, basically moderate how
1: black people protest you know determining how they do it I, th- I think you gotta go a bit further though like i don't think i don't even think it's about i think there's a there's an effort to control how black people live yeah like you know what i mean um and i i, I didn't did i interrupt you I didn't no, interrupt no, no, go ahead. Uh, because I, I think that kind of segues into our next thing which was mm. the police response to us not adhering to stay-at-home orders, and white people not adhering to stay-at-home orders, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily a protest, right? That is that is a right to go outside, right? These are all suggestions, right? The government I'm not going to, I mean, there are countries where their government forces them to do things, mm-hmm. right? Our government is not set up in the same way. They do not force us to do things, right? Um, so all of these are suggestions, and therefore like everyone has the right to adhere to them or to not not adhere to them um and and also dependent on states as you guys know georgia we're just out here living wild um but in new york uh here uh the response to black people breaking these like suggestions to stay at home is very much just like us just wanting to be outside, yeah, as opposed to like white people fighting for their rights to congregate
2: to... at like specific
1: places. Like. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, um, it's, it's I mean it's it's evident in how it's reported. It's evident in how it's like handled, right? Uh, I mean, what was I about to say? The um, I mean, you talked about it. the mayor of Chicago was was offering not offering up that people will be in serious trouble. Yeah. Like these parties need to stop. We will arrest people if they don't start doing what we are requiring them to do. Right. Mm. Um, We talked I talked to you earlier about Jackie Salo and how she wrote that article in the New York Post. I hate the New York Post, by the way. I don't think it's a real source of news. It is trash. Uh, But how she wrote that article in the New York Post, like residents of Atlanta, uh, break stay at home orders in order to, uh, buy Jordans in the midst of COVID-19. Right. Um, there were there were people everywhere, right? There are all white people everywhere. Um, in New York they've broken it down to like I think I wanna be sure about this, but I am not currently. Uh but they broken it down to like the way people are responding to like the East uh, the police are responding to, to people in the East and people on the yeah, west, right? East like, and Western. Um so officers are manhandling black folks and brown folks who are outside congregated in ways that they should not be in order to like uh, prohibit the spread of the virus, right? Mm-hmm. White people are living their lives. Right, white people are going for runs. White people are having picnics. White people are just going to out the and beach, about. swimming. whatever uh, they're doing the same thing, right? But there is our response to it nationally is just it's it's disheartening, but it's also it's super frustrating. It's like it's like it, you you have to afford black people the ability to be americans yeah right like that i mean that's essentially what a uh, part of what racism is a huge part of what racism is but we are not afforded the right to be human beings in the country that we built right like and that, and
2: that's what people don't ever like we don't ever talk about that like we like you've seen a video of drake uh he said he said without me all this all this shit here wouldn't be like this <laughs> bro Black people built, we put this shit on our back and carried it for like 350 years, Uh, like 400 years. How how long we been here, being over here?
1: And and then, Uh, not to mention, the reality of it is when y'all started highlighting essential workers and what they do and how important they are to this country, those are black people. So we uh, continue to uh, uphold the structure. Of this of this country but that's just
2: yeah while being undervalued underpaid mm. and, and you know mistreated by every institution that's supposed to be there to protect us and help us yeah. um so you know and and this goes back to the to the police thing um yeah this goes back to the police thing i i, I would i would understand why you would think that black people are upset too because we should like we should be upset <laughs> by now bro like we should be mad bro and and this uh, and of course Obviously, all y'all listen to this are smart enough to know I'm not advocating for no sort of violence or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we do have to recognize how long we've been dealing with this bullshit. And at some point, people get tired of dealing with bull- like mm-hmm. you only have a, a, a string that's so long, you know. Eventually, it's gonna burn out. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Man, it, it's 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 really really frustrating. And it, you, you think about things like um, you know, Colin Kaepernick he took a knee during a song and you can call it the national <laughs> anthem. You can call it, you know, you can call it Jesus's ode to joy. I don't care. <laughs> and
1: he knee took, during a song. he, yes.
2: And, and it's like, um, that's not to diminish the, the movement, obviously, but like in the large scheme of things, his protest was taking a knee during the song before the start of a game that people play. Like, yeah. and, the entire conservative republican base was up in arms just inflamed and raised ready to you know burn down the nfl and they were living yeah they were upset about it and sons now we bitches. have s- sons of bitch- <laughs> talking about this this is this is people's mothers like sons
1: of bitches. and, and it's them.
2: and now people's lives are on the line yeah like this is people are losing lives not just black people white people asian people yellow people purple people yeah. all kinds of people are losing lives right now and these are patriots now that are pro like that are interrupting the you know public servants doing their jobs. like our taxpayer dollars go towards these people doing their jobs if we they didn't have to have those police officers on the on the capitol mm-hmm. i'm sure they would have been somewhere somewhere else policing yeah so you know we're paying tax dollars For these people to do their jobs, y'all are going to hinder them doing their jobs, mind you, the more the the easier that they're able to do their jobs, the quicker we're able to reopen, like for good, you know? The more the more effectively that our lawmakers are able to do their jobs,
1: the quicker and easier we'll be able to open up. But it's it's a part of the narrative, right? It's it's how long can you let people be ignorant to reality? Right? Like, how long can you allow people to believe a a certain... To, to exist in a world where the government is not to be trusted, but their guy is. Right? Because, I mean, that's essentially what, what it is, right? Somehow, Donald Trump has cemented himself as a person who is in the government, but not of the government, right? And the government is the are the people that are like Gretchen Whitmer, mm-hmm. right? The government are the people that are in the states hurting you, uh, but... I mean, to like, to be clear, Donald Trump, in, in some, it's not amazing in a good way. It's amazing in a way that it's just, just bewildering. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, but Donald Trump literally called for people to stay home, supported the protest against his calling for people to stay home. The governor of Georgia followed his like tweets of supporting the protest of not calling for people to stay home. And then he condemned it. Condemn that governor's words, and yet somehow the people that are here with him are good. They're still of the mindset that he is with them when hit like, that, if, if we're talking about politicians flopping, like, Bruh. bro, my man is blowing in the wind like it's Toupee. <laughs> like, it's he, wild. Bro, I don't,
2: I don't understand. And that's why, like, I'm past the point of even trying to understand these niggas. Like, it's just like, bro, <laughs> like, y'all... I understand uh, y'all just don't Y'all missing something up top yeah. Like But at least let us You know at, Let us be okay yeah. Like cause, I mean If you look around the country The numbers The COVID numbers Have been skyrocketing This yeah. week um, You know I, I know in Georgia We had what uh, Increased by like 1,200 Yeah In the last 24 hours And that was
1: deaths that, Yes that was, And then uh, Texas The day before they reopened Had their largest Increase uh, Within a day ever Yeah uh, Then reopened the country The next day um, I think, what was it that Forbes said? Forty percent. Four. It was like a four. It was forty. forty percent of something. I can't remember. what I they're. think it was like people will have increased contact. Oh 40% yeah, yeah. Percent of folks in Georgia. Yeah, in, in Georgia <laughs> will presumably come in contact with the virus because of us reopening the state. Um, and there was another. There wasn't there was another projection that said that um, the deaths
2: will be three thousand per day oh, by yeah. June yeah. or something That's, like that.
1: Um, that is uh so earlier today that was part of my news later oh Uh, damn it Hobson. no uh earlier today uh the new york times um the hill politico reported that uh, an intelligence report leaked from the trump administration that says by june with us reopening the country by june we're looking at three thousand deaths per day um and 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 then the vice president is on Uh, TV last night talking about the only way to stop the joblessness numbers is to reopen the country like at some point you have to at some point you have to acknowledge that they do not value human life yeah right like at at this point we are above 60,000 deaths practically 70,000 deaths more people that died in the Vietnam War which we talk about as if, like, with such yeah. disdain. It's the deadliest war in the history of our country that we did not have to be in, right? Anytime I've heard about the Vietnam War, it's only been negative stuff. Yeah. Like, It has never been like we went and protected people that need protecting. Um, it was. It's literally about the death toll that it had in America. We've reached that point. And somehow, uh, you got people like Ben Shapiro saying, it's only old people. So, you know. Which is not true, but. That's the thing, yeah. right? Um or or the only people that have died are people with underlying health issues right uh, it's how how is only a part of your vocabulary. And that's are talking yeah. about. Death.
2: It's like these are these are people. It don't, it don't matter if you know they they didn't have no arms or legs before COVID got here. If they wasn't gonna die before COVID got here and they died because of COVID,
1: that is a loss. And also right? the assumption that a sixty year old does not want to live for another twenty five years what? is ridiculous. Or even <laughs> an eighty year old, bro. Like <laughs> what? Like, I don't, That's I don't... ridiculous. There's, there's so much time. Yeah. Like, um, but it, it is what it is. We, I, I I mean we, we kind of went off. We were talking about the the racial impact, uh, but this in, this entire thing is mind boggling. Um, you you shared something the other day about the uh, small business loans. Being appropriated yeah, to
2: yeah. to black businesses to even businesses of color, but black businesses, of course, were the the ones that were most largely affected. But uh, like ninety five percent of uh, small black businesses that applied for the small business loan, didn't he, got denied. Re, oh wow! Um, and and you know, for Latin Americans, it was like ninety one. Um, Asian Americans was seventy five. You know who didn't get denied? Uh, the fucking Lakers, the Los Angeles the Lakers. La- and, and 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 that's what's. And I, you know, I made a post about it and everything, and I'm not going <laughs> to repeat what I said in the post. But, um, you know, that that's what's frustrating. Is you know, as a black person, you you see a, you see some a statistic like that. Ninety five percent of our businesses that are trying to grow. Not like these aren't our businesses that have made it already. This yeah. is ninety five percent of our businesses that are trying to grow. We're trying to get our. We're still trying to regain our economic footing from 350, 400 years of slavery. Mm-hmm. So you know. This is this is us
1: trying to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Not to mention, any time that we have started to regain our footing, our economic footing, y'all, not y'all, but well, not y'all, have come through and deliberately ruined uh, any hope that we had of continuing to uh, sustain the economic. Yeah, footing. but it is. What
2: and and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like that. That's us. You know, you talk about trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We are pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, and then. You literally tell us our boots are no good. You can't get your boots fixed here. You know everybody in America, boots is, is getting burnt up and and tore up. And y'all help out the Los Angeles Lakers who got steel-toed, golden encrusted <laughs> boots. But you know we over here in our Peter Pan joints trying to pull ourselves up. And you know ninety-five percent of our businesses. What, what justification? Like, how do you justify something like that? And how do you then follow that up by looking at all these protests around the country? And um, also uttering all lives matter out, 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 out the same mouth that you, um, you know, yelling and cursing at police officers at, at, at the Capitol. So, you know, that, that's the frustrating shit as a black American. It's like, y'all condemn us for trying to be anything, like, other than the bottom. If we, if we try to move anywhere from, from other than the bottom... Some sort of system or um policy is enacted to where black people are are held down and and oppressed and kept from making the game and this isn't even making this is keeping us from surviving like yeah. this is just keeping a keeping our businesses doors open yeah and y'all, you know we the Lakers can get alone, but we can 't get alone that, that, that's some dumb shit
1: yeah no i mean and that that's 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 a part of my issue wrapping back around to these protesters it's just there is there is a way to use this time to be productive right and even if you talk about not liking government overreach the government is supposed to do what it is doing right now right like that is the point of it the point of it is to sustain us in the midst of an emergency not for you to make us to let us know one that the emergency is not real and that the government is trying to take advantage of this moment The point is for them to come in help us get through this and then we allow them to leave so that we can live lives in i guess a a sustainable way but to be clear that's a lot more difficult for black people because racism yeah um but you're 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 yelling at, at them for not allowing you to go eat at restaurants fam you're yelling at them for not allowing you to go get a haircut bro like and, and,
2: and, I, and just like you said Like the government Is sending you A check
1: So that you can Stay inside Bro Like request, if it's that deep Request more Yeah Like why would you Why wouldn't you be with us Why wouldn't you pull up with us And we'd be like Yo listen For the time being You're requiring us To stay at home We need you to Make sure you're Sustaining our income Literally the, the, Literally Black people Would be with you Even if If, if your income Was 50 grand Right? And mine was 20. Right? Yeah. I am struggling. But we are going to the government and saying, we just need you to sustain what we are making. Not give me more. Sustain what we yeah. are making. I would struggle and still be like, yes, please help me. Because I can't go to work. I can't even make the 20 grand that I was struggling with.
2: And, man, I don't know. It just, it don't make no sense. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, why they not with us at really? Bro, Any I, logical thinking person would be bro, like bro, if bro, you bro, follow bro, the bro, normal bro, train of
1: my mind. The amount of people that have continuously said that like they are so literally. I mean, this is their this is their terminology, that they are so awake, <laughs> right? They are so woke that they are able to look through to um to look past all of, like, the media nonsense, right? The the government's lies, right? Your guy runs the... Okay. But you... Yeah. Like, but, and whatever. Is, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but, yo, to look past the media and, 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 like, the government's lies and see the truth. And everyone else who, I don't know, watches CNN is, like, uh, gullible enough to just believe that the
2: virus is deadly. Right, not just, not not everybody that watches CNN, everybody in the rest of the entire world, no. the the entirety bro, of the I, rest of the world I is in on it too, Kerm. Didn't you, know, did, you didn't like, understand bro, the, the, the scope of this shit. Like, yeah, the, Italy was playing. Italy, bro, don't, nobody in the world wants Donald Trump to be president, right? That's bro, why. That's ridiculous. I mean... That, yeah. But the, you're and, joking
1: and, but that's what they that, yeah no <laughs> like, that's what
2: i'm saying like we over here laughing and
1: this like, is the thoughts like, that's going, going through their heads like world leaders are sitting around like bro we gotta get rid of donald
2: like, <laughs> so <laughs> let's so let's make a virus what? and spread it around the world
1: what? like literally Bruh. literally bro the the largest uh i don't even i shouldn't say that but literally russia one of the uh, strongest countries in the world wanted your guy to be president. He <laughs> Deliberately <laughs> forced himself here to make your guy president. And somehow that's just been forgotten. Yeah. And everybody else just wants to see the fall of America. And the fall of America happens if your guy is not president? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me chill, bro. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but off of uh, speaking very like candidly about the numbers that were for black small business owners, mm-hmm. we did want to get into um Joe Bi- Joe Biden. Yeah. Um there's a new plan for Yeah. So Joe um
2: he released a plan Lift Every Voice. Lift Every Voice Lift Every vo- Voice. Plan. This is a plan specifically for Black America if you couldn't tell by the um very colored title. <laughs> colored know, color? Yeah. a yeah, like, colored. That, that, that seemed like so, you would call it colored with a u. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah so he, he basically broke down this plan that he has for african americans um he says you know he talks about four percent of small businesses Our small business owners are african-american while they're 13 percent of the population so he wants to invest in um african-american business um honestly you know there you there's a link on his website y'all can go review it um i went through it there's very very little um race specific Um, proposals in it Uh, I mean it talks about um, and and this is race specific like black specific you know it's the lift every voice this is the lift every voice plan this is not the um, you know this is supposed to be the plan for black people Mm -hmm. I'll say that Um, so you know when when we're talking about um, investing in the community of color like if you're a white man investing in a community of color could mean so many different things that doesn't have anything to do with black people. Um, So it's just like a lot of that, that a lot of the terminology was very ambiguous. Um, It wasn't super fleshed out, um, you know, but it's, it's it's a start. So um, it did talk about um, free, free college education for anybody making under $125,000 a year. Again, that's not race specific, um, but it would help, you know, a good amount of black folks. Um, you know so y'all y'all go run through it see see what y'all think did you
1: you get a chance to check it out at all yeah, yeah. no I did I, I to to be like very very candid and honest I don't I don't care yeah. I, like I think I, I i hold these type of things with a grain of salt I take these things, type of things with a grain of salt to me it matters more uh when the person becomes president how they will implement black people into um into their cabinet, into their administration, I'm I'm way more yeah. concerned about his VP pick than anything else. Yeah, it
2: actually it actually a part of the the plan was committing to having a cabinet that reflected um, yeah. you know the how America looks. I think is what it said. Yeah. Um.
1: So I mean that's that's really that's really where I'm at. I I think. I didn't like that he named it to lift every voice
2: and sing. Yeah. I, I mean, were, not, uh, not people who just voice.
1: named his like the the Frederick Douglass plan. They, I, it's it's they. They do that. Yeah, you know, but uh,
2: just, it's still just
1: a little bit. I'm just like, All. yeah. No, I understand. I didn't like. it I was just like, bro, come on, bro. But what, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm more concerned. There are. Uh, I'm, I would. I would like him to pick a woman of color for the VP pick. I know that he will be picking a, a, a black woman to go on the Supreme Court. I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I'm, I'm sure. Like I said, I'm sure. Like you said, I'm sure his cabinet will reflect what America looks like. Uh, but. Uh, The only white woman I'm comfortable with him picking as VP is Elizabeth Warren because I think that she'll look out out for black people. Uh, But also, I I did want to get into this next topic. I know it sounds like I'm rushing, but I just really want to talk about it. Yeah, no, let's let's get into it. So, uh, literally right before we started recording, uh, uh, an article dropped on Michelle Obama. I don't know if you guys know, but her documentary, Becoming, will be released on Netflix tomorrow. Who's Excited?
0: I am. I'm excited. Excitement.
1: I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. Yeah, no, it's gonna be dope. Uh, But as a part of her article, um, as a part of her um documentary, in this article, uh, they talked about something that she said, uh, which was that she was disappointed, um, in black people. Uh, she didn't say those specific words. I will read. I will read the excerpt the excerpt if i can okay so basically she was talking she was talking to a group of, of young black girls in a classroom I'm, I'm sure you've seen that in the trailer mm. uh, but she's talking to them in the classroom uh and it was just a bunch of different stuff that she was talking about uh the start of her conversation was uh that her and barack went high a lot you know that's one of her things uh mm. when they go low we go high uh they went high a lot in the white house and that was drain that was draining um so what she said was so the day i left the white house and i write about how painful it was to sit on that inauguration stage a lot of our folks didn't vote it was almost like a slap in the face i understand the people who voted for trump the people who didn't vote at all the young people the women that's when you think man people think this is a game it wasn't just in this election every midterm every time barack didn't get the congress he needed that was because our folks didn't show up after all the work oh after all that work they just couldn't be bothered to vote. That's my trauma. She's getting some backlash yeah. uh, for those comments. Uh, a lot of people weren't comfortable with them. Uh, it felt like she was blaming black people instead of blaming Trump people. Uh, and I'll let you start. I'll let you start with your, with your um,
2: thoughts. I did not like, I mean, I don't, I don't like the statement at all. Um, I think Michelle forgot that white women voted for Trump in like astonishing numbers in 2016 um when there was a white woman r- literally as the candidate for the democratic nomination <laughs> um but you know I, I i've seen this narrative kind of floating around social media um that you know Donald Trump won this this state by x amount of votes and this amount of black people didn't vote in this state but i mean i'm our voter turnout's like 46% or something like that so if 100% of any other demographic turned out to vote like it would it would swing things, you know, yeah. so it's like saying that specifically about black people, I think is, is, um, I don't want to call Michelle Obama ignorant, um, cause she's not, but I think it was, I just think it was a misguided statement. I don't know what, um, I don't know what its intention was, I guess maybe just to reignite black folks, but it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all.
1: I think it's like an onion. An onion yeah. got a
2: bunch of layers it's got layers
1: <laughs> um no I, I i don't so here's the thing i don't have a problem with the statement i understand it in a way right like i reject the notion of it in some ways mm-hmm. um i agree with it in some ways right like i i mean i we we criticize black people on a on a daily basis, right? We we are supposed to feel comfortable criticizing black people. We don't always. Um, I mean, we just I, we we just had that incident with um Van. Was that you talking about Van Jones last
2: week? No, no, oh, no. I was that. talking
1: about uh, this. I was talking about just now with what, what, Munerlin. What's his What's his first oh, name? Oh, um, I can't remember his first name. Security yeah. guard at a Family Dollar. His last name is Munerlin. He was murdered. Uh, because he instructed a young woman that she needed to put on a face mask before she entered the store, mm-hmm. got into an altercation with her mother. Uh, her mother left and then brought back like her brother and her husband. Her um her husband and they shot him. Mm-hmm. They shot the security guard. All of those people were black. Yes. Um, when we I, I, we we discussed this openly, when we shared the, the story, I was I was like, those are black people. I don't know if we should be telling yeah. <laughs> telling folks that you know that this stuff be happening. Um but but I mean that's that's essentially what she's doing. she's she's criticizing black people do I think that there's do I think that is wrong to expect black people to save the world? because that is what we that is what we're doing, right With in, with this type of narrative when we feed into it, we're expecting black people. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, what they are saying is they expected black people to be abnormal from other people. Yeah, right? Which is what I just said like, maybe 10 minutes ago I don't like that we are not expected to be everyday people we Mm -hmm. we are not allowed to be human beings right Um, it sucks to hear that come from us right that expectation of not being a human being but also there's an underlining of we need to help the most right so like don't you don't want to expect black people to excel and be better than everyone else but black people want need to benefit more than anyone else and being better than everyone else does allow us to benefit more than anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Right? So it's it's not to it's not to, to play black people, it's not to like down to like downplay how problematic her statement is. Um, it's just I, I just wanna be clear that I'm not I'm not not recognizing the, it, as a, Yeah, as,
2: as a valid statement Like, I, yeah. I
1: understand it Like
2: Statistically, it was val Like, it was val. The numbers say that Black people could've You know, if we came out In better numbers And there was a drop From 2012 to 2016 in Largest black, drop ever Yeah, in black voter turnout Yeah, largest um, drop ever In black voter but, so, but to be fair
1: 2012 Oh no, 2008 It was In 2008 to 2012 There was the largest black There was a huge black Um drop drop right mm-hmm. not not huge but it was noticeable from 2012 to 2016 largest drop ever to be fair the numbers in 2008 and 2012 were astronomical like yeah. black voters young voters have never turned out like they turned out for barack Obama. and
2: and, but, and that's what i think the 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 difference is is that i think you know from what it sounds like michelle and, and barack thought that they're occupying the white house for eight years would Invigorate the black voter base, I guess, so much, you know, with the idea that a, the possibility that a black person can get there, that it would like change the black voter turnout for all time to come. And I don't think that the life that black people were living from 2008 to 2016 under, you know, I, I don't think that it was like this super superbly abnormally great life to where okay, we voted for Barack and now we feel like, oh, the Democrats got our back and we're going to come out for them in crazy numbers for the rest of forever. I don't think that's what part happened. Of, but
1: that's a part of her point, right? Um, the narrative that Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people is is like, you don't blame that on black people. I, I don't blame that yeah. on black people. But a part of that is his inability to make real change because of where he was, uh, because of where the 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 where Congress was at the time that he was president but then right? but so if you if, if she feels disheartened by the fact that them as a black family could not motivate black people to do what it is that they needed to make life better for all black people, I don't necessarily see
2: but then but then it's like are you disheartened because black people were not motivated or were you disheartened because y'all were not able to? And, and, you know, you can put the blame where where it may lie, but were you disheartened because you guys were not able to provide an outcome that inspired black people to change in the way that you thought they were going to? Because if, if that's the case, if it's the case that you're disheartened because black people did not change, then I think that you, one, I think that you're misled. I think that you have to restate it and say that I wish that black people were more involved in politics or, you know, had a better political understanding so that they could understand that we you know that barack was facing a lot of backlash from um, a conservative congress so if black people could understand that then maybe they would understand that okay while this was a good first step we still got you know a lot of stuff to do but i think that black uh uh, there's i guess what michelle was saying in, in the statement was that black people either did not understand that and therefore they did not get invigorated like she thought they would or um, she thinks that Barack and her did enough to invigorate black people, and she doesn't understand why they were not invigorated. And, and I don't think that they did enough. We can talk about the reasons why that mm. enough didn't happen, but I don't think that enough happened to change the, you know, the trajectory of black voter turnout I for the rest of them. I
1: I would argue that... I think that I would argue that that is... wrong is the is the the wrong is the wrong word i don't think you're wrong but i i don't think that's like fully like encompassing the the the, the like real Mm. thing right it's not that it's not that you don't do enough right um there there are there are limitations right and you and you abide within the realm of those limitations what what i think michelle and barack and I, i i think most folks who are at a point um, I, I guess on that level politically, politically, um, want want or, or thought—I don't want to say thought—black people understood, but wanted black people to understand at least as a voting block is that things can change, hurt, or hurt, right? Or like okay. like that—that—that's what it is. It's not that things aren't being done for you, so you're not accomplishing anything. It's that things can be done against you, right? Um, and those are two different realities. And and I feel her when she says that she wanted Black people to show up in a way that meant that they understood that things could be done to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Because now we are watching things hurt us. Yeah. Um. And so I, I, I that's that's why I'm at. Like I said, I think there's layers to it. Do I think it's I think the expectation of like greatness is problematic? Yes. Do I think the expectation of greatness is what makes Black people better? Absolutely. Um. But. It's it's not unwarranted. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like I, I, I like I saw I saw a tweet earlier that was like about about this. It was like, well, you know, elite black people always say things to make themselves look better to white people. I do not feel like Michelle Obama was saying this for white people, right? This is genuinely like a thing where um, you have to recognize <laughs> that life in its in the space that it's in right now, that life in is on all of its grandeur. Right. It's still not the type of grand that it is for white people. Yeah. Right. So you do not have the. You do not have the privilege of being like a white person. Right. But what, what
2: so what happened between 2008 and 2016 that would have made that a realization in 2016? that you that don't have the
1: privilege of being like a white. person? No, but I, I'm
2: saying I'm saying but what's different that happened during those eight years that didn't happen you know for the rest of the time that black people have been like we've been known that like the we've been you know your parents are or at least my parents always used to say you got to work twice as hard um just just to get equally as far so it's like that idea isn't um something that's like new or like was presented by the obama eminent so why do you think that like that idea should have like i guess come into effect in 2016 and reinvigorated folks to a to a higher level or an equal level as it did in 2008 or 2012
1: because i think i think one i mean to be clear i think obama was president i think that matters a lot too but i think i think also we saw the effects of incompetent leadership on almost every level except the presidential level right like uh, we saw state and local leaders not know how to deal with police brutality as it became like a national story mm-hmm. um, we saw like that uh, I mean you look at you look at Flint you look at um, Ferguson mm-hmm. right? uh, we saw that uh, local politicians did not look like the people that they represented right um, I think all of that should have mattered moving forward right we 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 came to a point where we could look not like at ourselves but look at the world around us and understand how motivational or how like um what's the word i'm looking for how real of a change that we could make uh by by simply participating by simply understanding but wouldn't
2: wouldn't that take that would take a certain level of under because like that would, that would take a certain level of understanding of the political process to understand that the state and local governments were misoperating, you know. And this is not to say that black people are uninformed about politics, but, like, the American people as a whole are significantly less involved in state and local politics. So, like, if you're trying to change state and local politics, then you would get involved in state and local 100%. politics. So.
1: I, and to be clear, like, I, we, we've never really talked about this, I think, in... Maybe we have, but mm. I I do blame I do think that's the Democratic Party's fault, right? Mm. All I'm saying right now, because I because I do think the Democratic Party needs to make concentrated efforts to put people in places in local and state politics who represent and look like the people, uh, a part of communities. But there's a bunch of different reasons why they don't. Money is one of the huge ones. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but uh, well, all I'm saying is about her particular statement is. Um, There is something to be said, right, about the way that Barack Obama galvanized people in 2008 and 2012, right? Uh, The issue was that that galvanization was not able to be translated to other people that were running for office, right? Um, But I don't think that what Michelle Obama is saying is that, like, black people failed us. I think what she is saying is that what was necessary... For that moment was that black people should have or or the ones that didn't vote, non-voting people should have realized about the 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 pressure of the moment. We cannot afford to live in the same space as white people and act like them. Yeah, we have never been able to afford that. And that goes for being on the right side and on the left side. Right. We have never been able to afford. And it's one of the reasons when we talk, we talk about Bernie Sanders, we have never been able to afford This idea of, and I'm not describing him as entitled or or anybody that supports him as entitled, but this idea of entitlement in the sense of like we deserve something as an American people, Mm. right? We have never been able to afford that logic. Um, And I think what Michelle is saying is at what point did it become, at what point did it become a a thought process for people who were not participating in the voting process that they were able to afford the logic of not, not. You know, needing. Right, what to be what makes
2: you think that you could not like that that you could not vote and expect anything to be different? I no, guess. It, or... expect
1: anything not be different. Like you don't necessarily. That's what I'm saying. It's not about making this big push toward change. It's it's like what makes you think you can not participate and expect things not to get worse for you. Okay. That's what I'm saying, right? It doesn't get worse for white people. They don't live the same life that we do. It gets worse for black people. And words for Black people typically means jail and or death. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but we gotta go. We we yeah, went a little I mean, over again. Uh, but you know,
2: don't worry, Michelle. I still love you. Um, I just uh, I think you worded that one bad. <laughs> uh, let's get into these news stories. You know what? The Donald folks be saying she she didn't mean it like that, and if she did. She didn't say it right if she, if she did, you guys are misunderstanding it So um,
1: uh, yeah.
2: News stories? Yes, sir um, I'll, I'll start off um, This is kind of weird This is actually only a, a story you'd only hear in Russia <laughs> But yes, uh, And sir. it's not funny because People are dying But um, three Russian doctors treating the coronavirus Have recently fallen from windows um, So, I mean, there's not really <laughs> much backing Like, there's no, you know, super... Uh, explicative antidote or anything like that um, But something's happening in Russia And they, they don't like coronavirus doctors They're throwing them out windows So y'all be careful over there
1: um. Okay, <laughs> I, don't know, okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting So here's a, here's the a thing um, you, Did you just tell all our listeners in Russia to be careful? Yes Okay, cool, just checking <laughs> all, uh, uh, We global, baby um, here's the thing. Did you know that if uh, Joe Biden wanted to, he could give the nomination to Hillary Rodham Clinton and she could choose the illustrious President Barack Obama to be her vice president? Didn't Joe just choose Barack Hell yeah, but this is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, is better. The 12th Amendment in the United States uh, uh, Constitution states that no one ineligible for the office of president shall be eligible to that of the office of vice president, right? Which makes you think that Barack Obama cannot be chosen. However, um, what prevents Barack Obama from being, uh, being president again, the language in the Constitution simply says no person shall be elected to the office of president more than twice Ah. if barack obama is not elected but is given the presidency then we can return to normal and everything will be okay we got a plan ladies and gentlemen (laughs) we have a plan (laughs) i don't know how y'all feeling about michelle right now but barack hey she better than trump for damn sure for damn sure yeah i just wanted to let y'all know there's a possibility um keep your heads up
2: yeah so that's neat um Supreme Court, I mean, it was a historic day for the Supreme Court. Um, I don't know if you guys are big on Supreme, Supreme Court hearings. But they had their uh, first ever uh, hearing over, they, they heard arguments over a phone call, and they opened it up to American people. Um, and um, what's the black conservative justice's name? Um, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. He asked two questions. And people start freaking out. He don't, he don't really ask questions like that. Um, but, yeah, so it was just a historic day. People got to look in on the Supreme Court and kind of see what that sect of government does. Um, so you got any interest? Check that out.
1: Yeah. Clarence Thomas need to close him out. Um, so. That's a brother. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if y'all peeped last night, but Donald Trump uh, did an interview in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, with Fox News for I don't know why and then uh, during his interview uh, he stated that uh, about his relationship with the press uh, that he was he has been treated worse than any other American president in the history Mm -hmm. of the United States um, including by the media including the illustrious Abraham Lincoln Hmm. Um, you guys
2: if you guys don't know Abraham Lincoln did get shot in his head he did um murdered
1: yeah so um yeah i mean that's the news here's the thing here's the thing i know we're not supposed to talk about but here's the thing it is the ultimate display of like whiteness to call the president before you a terrorist and a traitor to the country and then to say i have been treated worse than Mm -hmm. everyone who has come before me that within itself is the literal definition right, Or the quest, question
2: That he was born In the country bro? You
1: know, like, what? I, I don't even know I don't know what that is But yeah There you go uh, That is um, That's something um, That's it for me today
2: uh, Yeah so My last one is uh, There was A huge hole In the ozone That opened up um, Over the Arctic And it actually Closed up By itself it, Scientists said It wasn't due to Corona But um, A huge hole In the ozone Closed up So uh, I don't know. Maybe if they figure out how that happened, we can get this environment going the right way. Or maybe we should just stay inside for the next ten years. Give give the Earth a chance to recuperate. Yeah, there are bees that kill you now. Oh, the 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 murder bees. Yeah. I saw I saw the name. I was like, who? Yeah. They couldn't. They couldn't name this. Couldn't be the scientific name. Yeah. No. But yeah, no. Those are terrifying. They're in America now. Um, yeah. Yes. This that should have been That should have been A main topic Brad, To be honest The bees the, Bro those things are huge
1: I'm not talking They have
2: about mandibles me. That feel like Hot iron needles That's
1: what I was about to say They say it feel like hot iron Hot I iron I don't like though. hot iron uh, Alright Last but not least Best thing you saw this week
2: Um there was the, the one, we actually shared it on the page, but the, the little boy with the, the nub, and he saw the, uh, the woman with the nub, yeah. and they, they pounded, yeah. and then he hugged her. That one almost brought, brought, a, brought a little tear out of me. I'm that not going to lie.
1: Notch. Yeah, that was pretty fire. Um, best thing I saw this week was these three little girls. We actually shared this on mm-hmm. the page as well. Three little girls. Yesterday, I don't know if you guys know, it was the godfather of Soul's birthday mr james brown mm-hmm. um and so these three girls did a, a dance they they i think they're from france um they are black uh but they they did a dance to um get on the good foot and it was one of the dopest, i mean i was cheesing the entire time it was one of the dopest yeah. things i've ever seen um so yeah best thing i saw this week awesome Dope. sounds good um yes, sir.
2: we appreciate y'all for tuning in this is great um you know it was a great conversation I, it was really this is becoming therapeutic yeah us. we what? keep
1: blowing off steam at this point that's what i'm saying because like,
2: oh, i don't be affording the energy to y'all on the internet i <laughs> promise you y'all be talking out the side
1: what well <laughs> uh, oh yeah we just we do want to say thank you for that the page has been yeah man up.
2: y'all have been y'all have been really engaging with all our yeah. posts um so you know keep that up we appreciate y'all mm-hmm. um make sure you're liking you're sharing you're commenting mm-hmm. and you're subscribing yes sir um make sure you share the podcast too you know we, we got some things to say and exactly. we would love for as many people as possible to hear them. Um, exactly. So we appreciate y'all. Um,
1: be easy. Be great. Oh, what? Stay woke. S- stay restless. <laughs> yes, sir. hey. hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs>